Blessed Sunday to all of you. Today we are celebrating Hope Sunday, where we give thanks to our Lord for establishing our beloved alma mater, Hope Christian High School, where many of us have come to know our Lord Jesus. I strongly believe, I strongly believe that um, if God did not bring me to study at Hope, I wouldn't be standing here in front of you today. Hope Christian High School did not only prepare me academically, but also equipped me to face the many challenges in life by rooting my foundation in Christian character, by surrounding me with a Christian community, and by introducing me to the truth and life. That is my Lord Jesus Christ. And today we celebrate Thanksgiving. And I want to give thanks to God for using Hope Christian High School to bring many of us to this saving faith. You know, I have many great experiences and fond memories at Hope. And one of them is being part of the praise and worship team during high school. I can still remember being one of the worship leader, and we were being trained by our deacon, Cindy Lim, who was our guidance counselor back then. It was a scary yet wonderful experience for me to stand in front of the whole student body and lead them in giving praise to our God. I find it a bit funny because I didn't think or feel that I had a wonderful voice. And I remember being a very shy person back then, believe it or not. But I guess my love for singing to God overcame my fears and shyness. The reason why I love to sing songs of praise to God is that I feel that it is so natural in the Christian life. Once you have experienced and know the Lord, it is impossible that you will be able to contain yourself from breaking out in music and song to worship our God. To praise Him for who He is, to proclaim in songs what He has done for you, even in front of everyone. And I believe that this was in the heart of the psalmist King David when he wrote Psalm 103. He was overwhelmed with the love of God that he began his psalm with, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And then he ended it the same way, exclaiming, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And this is our psalm for today. So why don't we open our Bibles to Psalm 103 and let us read this wonderful psalm together. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far 
does He remove our transgressions from us? As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear Him. For He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him and His righteousness to children's children. To those who keep His covenant and remember to do His commandments, the Lord has established His throne in the heavens and His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all you His angels, you mighty ones who do His word, obeying the voice of His word, Bless the Lord, all His hosts, His ministers who do His will. Bless the Lord, all His works, in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. May God bless the reading of His word. The psalm begins with an exhortation. An exhortation to Himself to bless the Lord. Meaning to worship and adore the Lord with all of His being. That's why he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. You see, King David, the man after God's own heart, after experiencing the Lord for himself and seeing how the Lord has treated Israel from its formation in Egypt to its establishment in the promised land, cannot help but give praise to God. That he commands his whole being to bless the name of the Lord, to bless the Lord. Now, what was the reason for his praise? How did David experience the Lord in his life so much or in the life of his own people that he exclaims, bless the Lord? When you read through the Psalms carefully and study them, you will see that one word pops out many times. And this one word in Hebrew is called, Hesed. Hesed. Okay? And this is the Hebrew word you see in your screen. Before I give you the meaning of this word, first let me tell you what Hesed, let me tell you that Hesed is a noun that is attributed to God. It's an attribute of God. If you look through the whole Old Testament, this word appears 249 times, most of them attributed to God. And throughout all the Psalms, it appeared 129 times. Ganun karami, 129. So this means that Hesed is a very important attribute of God. An attribute for which man should praise God for. When you look at the book of Ruth or any book in the Bible where this word is attributed to man, this is usually translated as loving kindness. Loving kindness. Okay? Nagahang yung ano ko? Yan. Loving kindness. But most of the time when this word is attributed to God, especially in the Psalms, it is translated as steadfast love, which can also mean loyal love. The steadfast love of the Lord, the loyal love of God for His people. This is an attribute God proclaimed about himself as he introduced himself to the nation of Israel. 
In Exodus 34 verse 6, it says there that the, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. This is how God introduced himself to the people. So what we can learn about God's steadfast love from this psalm? What was the purpose of David's praise and thanksgiving? Please open your, keep your Bibles open to Psalm 103 as we will continue to look at this. First, let's look at verse 6 to 8. Please look at your Bibles. It says there, The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his way to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Psalms 103 verse 6 to 8. Here, David sings, Bless the Lord, O my soul, because of God's steadfast love that prevails. God's steadfast love that prevails. How did David know that God's steadfast love prevails? by looking back at the history of Israel from Egypt to their 40 years of wandering in the desert up until they entered the promised land. In Egypt, God showed his steadfast love to his people by listening to their cries. As they were being oppressed by the Egyptians, God sent Moses to deliver them from slavery. We just learned about this. Listen to what God told Moses in Exodus 3 verse 9. It says, And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. And also, as we have learned recently, he did do that. God sent 10 plagues over Egypt to shame Pharaoh and their gods. And the whole nation was delivered from their hands through the Red Sea. The steadfast love of the Lord prevails over their enemies. The steadfast love of the Lord also prevails over his own wrath. You know, God does get angry especially when his people disobey him and are not loyal to him. Why? Because God is a righteous and he is he's a righteous God and he is loyal to his people. So when his people disobeys him or commits idolatry like they did in Exodus, he unleashes his wrath to his people for for that is what they deserve. We see this happening many times in the desert wanderings. First, when the people got tired of waiting for Moses, what did they do? They built a golden calf and worship it. We will learn more about that next Sunday. After seeing what God has done to Egypt, they immediately forgotten who God is and they began worshiping idols. Second, when, we commanded, when God commanded them to enter the promised land, they refused. Why? Because they were afraid. After experiencing God's hand delivering them out of Egypt, the strongest nation at that time, still, they fail to trust God, that God will give them the promised land. And then lastly, when they complain to God in the wilderness, asking for food and water, and God did punish them for their idolatry, disobedience, and their lack of trust. 
But you know, if I were God, I would have chosen another people instead. Instead of these ungrateful Israelites, I would say, bahala na sila. Good riddance. Ayoko na sa kanila. But God was different. God still chose to be faithful to His promise and He did not forsake His people even if they have failed Him countless times already. He didn't let His wrath destroy them. Instead, because of His love, He preserved them. He preserved them. Yes, they didn't deserve to be spared or preserved. They deserved to be destroyed. They deserved God's wrath. But instead, the steadfast love of the Lord prevailed. That is why in verse 9 to 10, look at your Bibles, it says, He will not always chide, nor will He keep His anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. How about today? How do we know that God's steadfast love still prevails until this time? Well, Jesus said in John 12, verse 46, He says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. As for the person who hears my word but does not keep it, I do not judge them, for I did not come to judge the world but to save it. Now, how does knowing that God's steadfast love prevails help us in our daily lives today? How does it help us? How does this truth help us? It helps us face the many challenges of life. You know, many times we feel defeated by the hardships and the challenges that we face, especially now during this pandemic. When we face problems with our businesses, we feel defeated. When we are plagued with poor health, lagi na lang nagda-dialysis, dialysis, in and out of the hospital, we feel defeated. When we are faced with relationship problems, both at home and outside, we feel defeated. When we face tragedies and death, we feel defeated. Yet, in all these things, we are reminded that God's love still prevails. In Romans 8, verse 37, it says, In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Brothers and sisters, in the midst of the many challenges of life that puts us down, let us remember this wonderful truth. God's steadfast love for us will always prevail. Remind yourself, just as David did in this psalm, Psalm 103, to bless the Lord for his steadfast love for him prevails. Let our life sing as well. Bless the Lord, O my soul, for the steadfast love of God that always prevails. So that's the first thing we learn in this psalm. What's the second thing? Look at your Bible, Psalm 103, verse 11 to 13. It says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. 
As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Here David sings, Bless the Lord, O my soul, because of the steadfast love of God that forgives. The steadfast love of God that forgives. Forgiveness, as you can see, is an essential part of God's relationship with his people. Without forgiveness, no relationship can stand. Even between a husband and a wife, even between friends, if there's no forgiveness, no relationship can stand. And it's the same with God. Therefore, without forgiveness, God can never establish a relationship with his people. Now, why is there a need for forgiveness? The problem is sin. Sin. What is sin? Many understand sin as an act of disobedience to God. And yes, that is correct. Sin is when we disobey God. But to be more literally um, clear, sin means missing the mark. So when we say we sin against God, it means that we have missed the mark of God's standard. Hindi tayo umabot. You see, our God is a perfect God. He is a righteous God. Therefore, when we do anything that is not of God's standard, like when we disobey Him, then we miss the mark. Then we have sin. A few weeks ago, we learned about the Ten Commandments. When we break them even once, even just a little bit, we have already missed God's mark of perfection. And we have sinned. Now, what is the effect of sin? Yes, it has an effect. Today in our postmodern world where people don't believe in absolute truth, many downplay the gravity of sin. Sabi nila, gawa-gawa lang yan ang mga Kristiyano. But if you look at the parallelism in verse 3, it equates sin to human disease. Look at your Bible, it says, Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. And today, more than ever, we can feel the full effect of sin in our society as we are plagued with a pandemic. What do we do with sick people? What do we do when you get COVID-19? You get isolated. We isolate sick people from other people. In the same way, sin is a disease that isolates us from God. Therefore, sin severs our relationship with Him. A sinful people cannot live or even stand in the presence of a holy and perfect God. That is why Adam and Eve were thrown out from the Garden of Eden because they cannot be with God anymore because they have sinned against God. And the sad but necessary truth that we need to understand and accept is that all of us have sinned against God. The Bible says in Romans 3 verse 23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that includes you and me. All have sinned. Therefore, all of us are isolated away from God. And we cannot do anything about it. We are helpless. Yes, you heard it right. We cannot do anything about it. But if we cannot do anything about it, God can. God can. And He has. 
Again, the psalm says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And do you know how far east is from the west? It's very far. It's so far. It's infinite. God's steadfast love is so great that He's able to forgive our sins and remove it from us as far as the east from the west that we might once again be able to have a relationship with Him. How does knowing of God's steadfast love that forgives help us in our daily lives today? First, it helps us by empowering us not to live in guilt. Do you know what it feels to live in guilt? I'm sure you have experienced it one way or another. Maybe from your parents when you have disappointed them and they remind you of it time and time again. Maybe even from your pastor or group leader. Yes, some churches... Some Christian guilt trip people so that they will obey. But God does not do that. He frees us from guilt by forgiving us. And through that, He empowers us to obey and live a new life, a holy life. And indeed, it is easier to obey when we are free, when we are freed from the guilt that is so heavy. Just ask Christian from Pilgrim's Progress when his big burden was taken off his back in front of the cross. If you haven't read or watched Pilgrim's Progress, you should. So when we are forgiven, we can live without guilt. Another way God's steadfast love that forgives helps us in enabling us uh, helps us is by enabling us to forgive others. When we experience God's forgiveness, it empowers us to forgive others as well. And maybe you think, well, that does not benefit me. That is beneficial for the people who wronged us. But on the contrary, when we forgive, it benefits us more. I read in an autobiography of a pastor named Louis Meads, and this is what he said. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Yes, it's true. When we forgive others, we set ourselves free. To live in anger is also like living in guilt. It is a heavy burden to carry every day. But once we experience God's forgiveness, we can forgive others and we set ourselves free. Brothers and sisters, have you experienced God's steadfast love that forgives? In the Old Testament, the need for forgiveness was emphasized through the sacrificial system. The blood of animals was shed for the forgiveness of the people's sin. But today, under the new covenant, God was the one who gave the sacrifice. It was the blood of His Son that was spilled so that the holy God 
can forgive the sins of mankind. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, next slide, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. May you experience God's steadfast love today by experiencing His forgiveness. The steadfast love of the Lord that forgives. That we might be reconciled back to God. Indeed, bless the Lord, O my soul. This is the second truth that we learn. God's steadfast love forgives. Now let's look at verse 15 of Psalm 103. It says, As for man, man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. David sings, Bless the Lord, O my soul, because of God's steadfast love that lasts forever. The steadfast love of the Lord is eternal, which means it goes beyond our lifetime. It lasts forever. You know, when David wrote this psalm, he did not only see God's faithfulness to him and his generation, he saw God's faithfulness from generation to generation. You see, God made a promise to one man, one man only, to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, that he will make him a great nation and he will bless him and he will make his name great. But Abraham has passed. His son Isaac has passed. His grandson Jacob has passed. His 12 great-grandsons have passed. Generations after generations of Abraham's descendants have passed. Ano natira? God's steadfast love. God has continued to fulfill His promise to Abraham, showing His eternal love for him. The eternal love of God. This is something our world has always longed for, but never found. People are always looking for something to hold on to that will last forever. But unfortunately, they can't find them. Many are looking for security and riches, but riches don't last. No ubus din, or they get stolen. They try to find comfort in people. But as we all know, people don't live forever. They even try to build a legacy that will outlast their lifetime. But even legacies don't last forever. After many generations, they are forgotten. The reason for man's pursuit of eternity is because God has put eternity in the hearts of man. The Bible tells that to us. But we fail to see that the only thing that is eternal is God. The only person who is eternal is God and His eternal love for us. And, the, and how does God shower us with His eternal love? 
How does God shower us with eternal love? By offering us eternal life. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And in Romans 6 verse 23 it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Brothers and sisters, this is the greatness of God's steadfast love. God's love for His people is evident even in their lifetime. It transcends generation. It transcends time. You and I will pass. We will pass away from this earth, but God's love for us will never pass away. It was true for David and the Israelites before, and it's still true for us today. God's steadfast love for us is eternal as evident through the eternal life that He gives us. And how do we experience God's eternal love? He gave us His only Son, Jesus, to die on the cross in our place, that He might save us from death, that He might forgive us of our sins, and that He might give us eternal life to experience His eternal love for us. He gave us eternal life so that we might experience His eternal love for us. So, brothers and sisters, if you are looking for love, don't try to find it in all the wrong places. You will never find it in riches. And the love of people will not last. But there is a God whose love will never end. It is a steadfast love of the Lord the steadfast love of the Lord that lasts forever. Bless the Lord, O my soul, for God's steadfast love lasts forever. David looked at his life and looked at the history of his own people and he saw that God's steadfast love prevails, forgives, and lasts forever. How about today? Where do we get to find and experience God's steadfast love? There's only one way to find it, through the cross of Christ. Romans 5 verse 8 tells us, But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, Jesus is the perfect manifestation of God's steadfast love for His people. God showed the world that His steadfast love prevails when He sent Jesus to the cross to save His people from sin and death. God showed the world that His steadfast love forgives when He sent Jesus to the cross in order to forgive us our sins and reconcile us back to Him. And God showed the world that His steadfast love lasts forever when He sent Jesus to the cross so that He may offer eternal life to all those who will believe in Him as Lord and Savior. You see, through Jesus, we see that God's steadfast love prevails. Through Jesus, we see that God's steadfast love la uh, forgives. Through Jesus, we see that God's steadfast love lasts forever. Brothers and sisters, this is the most important lesson that I have learned 
and experience in Hope Christian High School. The steadfast love of God for me that is found on the cross, on the cross of Jesus Christ alone. This is the truth that helped me not only to get through my academic life, but also to survive the many challenges and the struggles that I faced in my life. You know, I will honestly tell all of you now, if I haven't known Jesus, I wouldn't be standing here. Maybe I won't be standing now. You see, Jesus is the best thing that happened in my life and what I am most thankful for in my whole life. Bless the Lord, O my soul. David sings of the steadfast love for the Lord for him, a love that prevails, a love that forgives, a love that is eternal. And we can have that same love today through Jesus Christ. Now let me ask you, have you ever experienced the steadfast love of the Lord for you? If you haven't, then I invite you to come to the cross and know the one who gave his life for you. Jesus Christ. Through Him, you can experience the prevailing, forgiving, and never-ending love of God for you. And this reminds me of another song. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. Your love. Brothers and sisters, this is the steadfast love of God for us in Christ Jesus. A love that never fails. It's always prevailing. It never gives up. Always forgiving. It never runs out. It's always, it's eternal. It lasts forever. And that's why we can sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we just want to give thanks for the steadfast love of God for us. Indeed, we have failed you many times. We have been unfaithful. We have been unloyal. We have been disobedient. And yet, you remain faithful to us. You shower us with your steadfast love that prevails, that gives us victory over sin and death. You showered us with your steadfast love that forgives, forgives our sin and allows us to be able to be free of guilt and to live in forgiveness. You showered us with your steadfast love that is eternal, that will last forever. Lord, therefore, I pray that we will continue to remember this truth. And that we will continue to sing of this truth, saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, for your steadfast love. So that we might be reminded that in every challenges of life, even through a pandemic, we have a God who loves us. Lord, we give thanks for this love that you, are that you have showered upon us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Indeed, bless the Lord, O my soul. In his name we pray. Amen and amen.